0: First though, inflation is slowing down, but we're not out of the woods yet. New data out this morning show prices increased 7.1% last month compared to November 2021. That was after a 7.7% increase in October. Here's President Biden with his take.
1: In a world where inflation is rising at double digits in many major economies around the world, inflation is coming down in America. In fact, this new report is the fifth month in a row where annual inflation has fallen in the United States.
0: Tomorrow, the Federal Reserve will announce its latest measures to keep inflation moving in the right direction. And joining us to discuss is David Wessel, director of the Hutchins Center on Fiscal and Monetary Policy at the Brookings Institution. Welcome back, David. Good to be with you. Your reaction to the uh, inflation report that was released this morning by the Bureau of Labor Statistics?
1: Um, Well, I was thrilled. It's uh, a great report if you're worried about the pace of inflation. Uh, for the second month in a row, the overall pace of inflation has come down, and it, it's sort of a hint that inflation may have peaked, and we're on the way down. It's a little early to declare victory, but uh, in the war against inflation, today's battle was a win for us and for the Fed.
0: Well, break it down for us. What does the percentage increase, that 7.1%? Tell us about the economy overall. So,
1: all right, so over the last 12 months, prices have gone up by uh, over 7%, as you said. Um, but that's a little bit um, misleading. I do know, it's not misleading, it's true, but most of that increase happened earlier in the year. So in the month of November, prices went up just one-tenth of a percent, which is much lower than they had in the previous two months. And actually, the prices of some some things actually fell, like used car prices fell, and the number of goods prices fell. So if you look at the month-to-month change, it looks like the trend is down. It's nowhere near good yet, um, but it's down. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: and the thing that's interesting is that uh, it looks like some of the problems in the supply chain that were pushing up the price of various goods, the stuff that like, you can hold in your hand or park in your driveway, mm-hmm. are, fin- are finally easing. The supply chain things are easing but there are other things that are still going up, food prices for one, and also the price of housing.
0: Let's talk about those two things, uh, prices and then supply chain issues. Where are we seeing the highest and lowest levels of price increases these days?
1: Well, um food prices uh it was it was a bad month for food prices. Uh like the price of um I think it was eggs is up uh Two point three percent in just one month, and that follows ten percent the month before uh, the they you know the cpi the consumer price index is incredibly detailed, so they have a line for fresh biscuits, rolls, and muffins, and that was up two point two percent just in one month. but energy prices have come down and and also there's some things like I think this is a good example of the goods uh, supply chain thing, believe it or not, the price of sewing machines. Has, is falling, mm. and I suspect, although I don't know, that what happened is there was more demand for sewing machines during the pandemic. Suppliers couldn't meet them. The price went up, and now that's over, so that's, that's the, that's, I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Now, the price of services, which is largely, but not entirely, driven by wages is still going up, and that's a big question about whether how long it's going to be before the Fed is satisfied that we've reached uh, price stability.
0: Yeah. And to your earlier point, supply chain issues, they aren't quite as bad as they were six months or a year ago. Why not, David?
1: Well, we had a pretty unusual economy with the COVID-19 situation, where all of us were essentially told if we could to stay home, which meant don't go to the movies, don't go to restaurants, don't go to Disneyland. Uh, and a lot of people responded by buying things for their homes. Whether it's couches or new computer monitors, I bought a new computer monitor because I was working at home. Um, and but and that the, the system had a hard time accommodating this increase in demand, and it was uh, it, it made worse by the fact that China closed a lot of factories, and we buy a lot of stuff from China. So even now, Apple is having trouble getting iPhones because some of the factories have closed because of COVID. But all that is beginning to change. In any economy, first of all, there's a limit to the amount of stuff that people are going to buy. Mm-hmm. And now that if you've been to an airport lately, people are clearly traveling again. So that has reduced the demand for goods. And in some cases, you know, after a year or two, people begin to figure out we should make more stuff. And the Chinese are now beginning to relax some of their COVID uh, restrictions, which should be good for the factories. Yeah. So where, what we have left, though, is that it looks like demand in the U.S. economy is still stronger than the capacity of the economy to meet it. And until that changes, we're going to have upward pressure on prices. And until that changes, the Federal Reserve is going to keep raising interest
0: rates. So as we mentioned, the Federal Reserve is actually meeting today and tomorrow to set interest rates. So what kind of announcement can we expect when things wrap up?
1: So tomorrow afternoon, the Fed is almost certain to announce that they're raising interest rates another half a percentage point on top of the 3.75% in interest rate increases they've done since March. Uh, But what the Fed watchers are watching for is, what does the Fed say about how high they think rates will have to go next year before they take a pause? Yeah. Um, Before today's numbers, I think a lot of people thought that the Fed would project that interest rates would have to get above 5% next year before the Fed was satisfied. Mm Mm-hmm. After today's numbers, which followed the good numbers for October, more people are saying maybe they won't have to go that high. And that's one reason why the stock and bond markets were so exuberant about today's inflation numbers. It suggests that maybe the Fed will think it's, or at least enough people at the Fed will think that the, the battle against inflation is going their way so they can ease off.
0: Yeah. And, and when do you expect inflation to get back down to a more reasonable level, like, say, 2%?
1: Well, I think there's two things in your question there. When do I expect it to get down to a reasonable level? And is 2% a reasonable level? (laughs) So my guess is, and like this is we're talking guesses here, is that if we're having this conversation in the middle of 2024, that interest rates will have, I mean, inflation rates will come down to a level that I consider reasonable. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that we might have a recession before we get there, and recessions tend to reduce inflation, What's reasonable is a really interesting question. There's not really a lot of economic rationale for a 2% target. And the Fed has a 2% target, as do other central banks around the world. Mm -hmm. And they have to say we're sticking on it, because if they say we're going to move the goalpost, people will begin to lose uh, confidence that they're going to actually keep up the battle of inflation. But I think a lot of people think when they get inflation to, say, 3%, they could very well say, well, 2% is our medium goal, but we're not going to strangle the economy to get down that extra percentage point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remember, in the days when everybody in the economics profession and the bond markets celebrated Paul Volcker, the Fed chairman in the early 80s, he declared victory when inflation got to 4%. So it's not out of the question that we'll never see 2% again. We don't really know.
0: Some business leaders in in financial services, like Chase Bank, CEO uh, Jamie Dimon, they continue to warn that the U.S. economy could dip into a recession sometime next year. What do you think?
1: think? I think there's a good chance of that. And the reason is that the Federal Reserve, particularly its chairman, Jay Powell, is determined not to stop raising interest rates until they are really sure that inflation is back in the bottle, and they're more likely to overdo it, which leads to a recession, than underdo it. And so given that commitment they have to raise, raising rates and keeping them higher than they have been for some time, I think that increases the chances of recession. Um, I would say, though, that in the last week, the mood among investors has, has changed And there are more people who think the Fed might be able to pull this off without a recession. Now, it will mean slower growth. It will mean that the unemployment rate goes up. So we're not talking about good times. We're just talking about the difference between a slow-growing economy and one that's not growing at all. Mm
0: -hmm. So to be clear, at what point might the Fed stop raising interest rates?
1: I think there's a good chance the Fed will stop raising interest rates in the spring of 2023. That they will say, we've raised interest rates, inflation's beginning to come down. We know, as the textbook tells us, that monetary policy works with, quote, a long and variable lag. And so we're going to get interest rates to a little under 5%, a little over 5%. Then we're going to stop for a while and see what happens. Uh, So I think that interest rates will peak in, the say, the spring or early summer of 2023, Mm -hmm. depending, of course, on what happens to the economy. But I don't think they'll come down uh, anytime soon.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as we heard President Biden speak this morning, he was pretty optimistic when it comes to the holiday season. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit about that, David, because, I mean, regardless of what number came out this morning, whether it had been 4 percent or 10 percent, holiday shoppers, no doubt they're going to see higher prices out there when they're in the right. malls and in the stores. So, Are you expecting fewer people right. to be spending big money? I don't
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, So a couple of things are going on. One is that wages have not been keeping up with inflation. So although this month, the the new data for uh, November is an exception, wages actually exceeded the inflation rate, which is nice. And also when you look at surveys, people are worried about the economy and that would lead them to step back. So you're reading a lot about uh, places like Walmart and Target and Macy's having excess inventory. They, Overbought, Um, and so that's a sign that they, that consumer demand is a little slower. We'll get some numbers on retail sales later this week. Um, So my guess is, but it's a guess, is that this will be a muted holiday season. But there still are a lot of people working, and there are some people tend to be upper-income people who still have a lot of money in their bank accounts. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, to the extent that you either own stock in the in your in your portfolio or you have a retirement plan that has a lot of stock in it, the fact that the market has been weak might make you feel a little poor and that's a condition where people are reluctant to
0: spend. Let's talk about gas prices briefly before I let you go, David. I mean, gas prices feel low. The national average is still well north of $3 a gallon right now. But can you give a, a general idea of where we are maybe compared to say a year ago on that front?
1: Sure. So, According to the Consumer Price Index, um, uh, gas prices uh, fell about 2% in November from October. And over the last year, they're still, let's see, uh, about 10% higher than they were last year. So they're still above last year, but the trend has been coming down. Of course, that depends a lot on what happens to world oil markets, and some of that depends on what happens to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what happens to the strength of the Chinese economy, because when the Chinese economy is strong, oil prices tend to go up and stuff. But for now, it looks like the peak of gasoline prices is over. But these things can change a lot when conditions in the global oil markets change. And for the Federal Reserve, they have to watch this because it does have an effect on inflation, but there's nothing they
0: can do about this. We'll leave it there. That is David Wessel of the Brookings Institution. David, thank you so much for the breakdown.
1: Okay, you're welcome. Have a good holiday.
0: You too.